guys, welcome back to another episode of the Nutrition Awareness Podcast. My name is Kate Richardson. And I'm Megan Pacheco. And we are both registered dietitian nutritionists here in Orlando, except now Megan has a brand new title, which is published author and Who's bestseller. Say, what's my new title? <laughs> <laughs> Biggest dingus. <laughs> Well, you're also a bestseller now, right? Kind, I kind of. Okay, so on a technicality, so <laughs> it's not necessarily a bestseller, but in Amazon, Amazon has all these crazy categories for books, and so I got the little flag that says number one new release in three different categories. So it doesn't necessarily make me a bestseller, but number one new release. Okay, number one new release, and out of all the people I know, you're the bestseller <laughs> of books, and you okay. beat out Michael Pollan. Yeah, so in one of, well, I was looking at one of the categories, so one of the categories was like nutrition and then caffeine, and so I was like, okay, like, what, what other books are in this category? And like, all of Michael Pollan's books were in the category, and the Why We Sleep book was in that category. What? That was number one, the Matthew oh. Walker, Why We Sleep, like the hardcover, and then the the paperback were like number one and number two and I'm looking through I'm like I've read all these books on this list I'm like and I'm there I'm on that list you're on the varsity squad yeah and then the one I was like ha I'm beating Michael Pollan even though it's a book from like eight years ago or something but still doesn't matter I made more sales than him in this category this is great if you're listening and you don't know who Michael Pollan is he's kind of like I don't want to say like a demigod in the nutrition world. He's just really well-known, and he's got a lot of published content. He's just a well-known name, and now you're going to be one of those well-known names. What's your book called? It's called The Optimized Life. The Nutrition Guide for Entrepreneurs. Yes. But I think anybody could really benefit from this. Yeah, so the whole reason I tailored it towards entrepreneurs was because I recognize that a lot of entrepreneurs, like real estate agents, people that are in sales have a lot of these same personality traits that have worked really well for them in life and made them very successful that don't serve them very well when it comes to nutrition and their weight and their health and exercising. So they try to employ the same things that have made them successful in other areas of their life, but it just doesn't work when it comes to this. So because I had seen that over and over and over again, I'm like, I need to just put everything I know into a book Mm -hmm. and so I can reach more people because not everybody is going to come work with me one-on-one but if I can get all this knowledge out there and help people to become more successful why not do it and if you're new to the podcast and you're not really sure who we are or what a dietitian is or kind of the whole thing that we just or that Megan just explained we're registered dietitians who do one-on-one coaching with individuals and so we sit down with people and get to know them get to know their personality get to know their lifestyle and help them create a plan using nutrition to get them to their goals and so Megan put all of this information into a book for you guys and today we're going to go through those personality types that Megan just mentioned that she notices in a lot of those overachievers CEO business types. Yeah and one thing that I notice is because you're in a position of power or authority or if you own your own business you really want to put a good face out to the rest of the world because like you are the face of your company or even if you're the CEO like you're the face of that right and so you want to be 
kind of a picture of health, right? Because you want not only your employees and your team to look at you as someone to emulate, but also your clients as well. So your clients don't want to come to you if you're tired and you're fatigued, you've got circles under your eyes, you look like you could lose a few pounds, you don't have any energy, you're probably not going to make as many sales. You're Mm. probably not going to do as well as if you were at the top of your game, eating well, exercising well, and then putting that kind of that vibe kind of out there in the world. Oh, totally. So you have, let's see, do you have five personality types or the four? So I I broke it down into the idea guy, the outsourcer, the life hacker, the all or nothing, and I do my own research. Mm. Actually, there's one more. The time is money. The time is money. (laughs) So let's start with who the idea guy is. So I I think it'd be really helpful for everyone listening if you just kind of like give a little synopsis of each of these personality types Mm -hmm. and then maybe a strategy for these people all at the end. Okay. So the idea guy. So this is somebody who loves to start companies, build them from the ground up, and sell them. Yeah. (laughs) So they do the same thing with their diet. So they'll come up with some crazy idea and they'll be like, this is going to be the thing that's going to work for me. So they'll be like, I'm going to fast for 18 hours a day and this is going to be the thing that unlocks the key to my success and my health and my weight loss. And then they'll do it for like, two weeks Uh and then they recognize like oh this isn't working so then they get really excited about a new idea and they're like I found this shake company that you don't even have to eat all you have to do is just have these shakes all day long and this will be then I don't have to cook and I don't have to think about it and this is the solution and then they'll do it for two weeks and then they come to me and they're like I got another idea (laughs) and it's it's really hard because they get super pumped about these plans that they make and that's I recognize that's what they love to do. They love to come up with things, make them successful, and sell them. But then in this in this part of life, in the nutrition part of life, you can't go all in like that. And you can't just come up with a new idea every two weeks, and then when it gets boring or it starts to not be so exciting, start over again. And so this is something that I see to lesser of an extreme in people that are just kind of addicted to that diet high of, okay, well, you know, I'm trying this paleo diet and it's really fun at Mm -hmm. first to like learn all about the paleo diet and what you can have and what you can't have. And then you do a big grocery haul and you bring it all home and you meal prep and it's like, this is so fun and great and awesome. And then all of a sudden it's just not (laughs) anymore. And so you want to come up with a new idea. And so while it's not as exciting as these new ideas every few weeks, With this type of person, it's really about bringing them back down to earth and asking them if they come up with an idea and say, I need to say to them, are you going to do this five months Mm -hmm. from now? Are you going to fast every day for 18 hours in five months? And if they think about that and they're like, yeah, no, that's probably not going to work, then we need to not try that at all. Mm -hmm. We need to scale it back to things that they can imagine themselves doing five months from then, a year from then. And not just, what's this new idea that I'm going to come up with that's bright and shiny and new mm-hmm. before I move on to the next thing. The long-term strategy and not just the high of like, ooh, the shiny object over here and then the next shiny object over there. Because what you what you can do in the short term does not matter. 
Mm-mm. It doesn't matter. Nope. You can do anything for the short term. The only thing that matters when it comes to nutrition and exercise and health is what you can do in the long term. This reminds me a lot of like successful business dynamics when you hear about power duos. There's that person who's the creative idea person. They're the one that's always thinking like, ooh, we could do this and mm-hmm. thinking outside the box and they get really excited. And then there's that person that's a bit more grounded and kind of keeps things more in control and brings the other person down to earth. Mm-hmm. That sounds like that's you yeah. with that client. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And there needs to be that balance there. So on my end, I have to be careful about taking the wind out of their sails, but also coming up with something realistic that they can do for the long term. So again, like... That's a personality trait that has probably made those people high achievers and very successful, but doesn't work when it comes to nutrition. I find that those types of people are also like people people. I don't know. That's just kind mm-hmm. of a random side note that I've You're noticed. You're exactly right. Mm-hmm. Extroverted, excitable, Comedians, really fun. very funny. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to be that person to... To bring them down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost like shit on their parade. But I think that question of can you do this five... 12 months from now is such a powerful question that you can use for a lot of people's situation because it definitely brings you down to earth without shitting all over your parade. Right, exactly. So what's the next personality type? The outsourcer. So the outsourcer is someone who wants to hire somebody else to do everything for them. Yeah. Which, again, like when you're building a business and when you recognize that you're not the person to build the website, you're not the person to do the marketing and the HR and you don't want to do it all, you want to hire the best people, put them in the best places, and that will help you to be successful. That makes a ton of sense. But when it comes to nutrition, you know, I've had these clients who want to hire me to plan all of their meals, hire a chef to cook all of the meals and then they also have a nanny taking the kids to school cleaning up all of the dishes and they're just completely removed from everything that's happening all they're doing is just eating the food that's in front of them and so for the clients that I've met with it I've tried to do these things with because they basically come to me and said here I'm gonna pay you do this mm-hmm. and early on I would do it In those scenarios, what happens is eventually they go out of town, they go on work trips, they go on family trips, they do it, and then they don't know what to do, Mm -hmm. and they don't know how to eat, or their chef goes on vacation, or the nanny goes on vacation, or I go on vacation, and it's just this perpetual, I need to hire these people and have them in my life constantly, all the time, or I'm not going to be successful, because they've never actually learned how to make these things work for them. They don't know the why Mm -hmm. behind it. So when you try to outsource everything in your life with nutrition, it just doesn't seem to be sustainable for longer than a three to six month Mm -hmm. period. There simply can't be a middleman between Mm -hmm. you and your diet is -hmm. what I'm getting. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't understand exactly the why or what you're supposed to do behind any of the recommendations a dietitian gives you or any sort of program, then just like you said, when you inevitably don't have that program or person to do all these things for you, you're just lost in the woods. Right. What do you do? Yeah. So with these kinds of people, it's like they, you have to tell them, hey, you need to take responsibility for this area of your life right now. And maybe somehow in the future, you can outsource it to meal delivery kits or somebody helping you cook. But what are your thoughts in the beginning? Just saying like, hey, you need to take responsibility. I mean, I have no problem with people taking shortcuts and making Mm -hmm. things easier on themselves, like doing the meal delivery service. Or if you can hire a chef, that's freaking awesome that's great 
wonderful. This also reminds me of a lot of my athlete clients, the, mm-hmm. pro- the professional athletes that want everything spoon-fed mm-hmm. to them because that's what they're used to. If you don't have the knowledge, you're never going to be able to stay consistent mm-hmm. with it. And that's just life and that's just how it is. So if you have the knowledge piece of it and then you want to bring in somebody to help you execute that knowledge, I'm 100% for it. But mm-hmm. you can't come into me and say, plan all my meals for me. I'll hire somebody to cook them for me and expect that to last, like I said, any longer than three to six months. You know, that reminds me of a client I had in the past who was just like what you described, outsourced everything, had a personal assistant, and she was the one who was responsible for communicating with me in yep. between sessions. Yep, I have that too. Such a disconnect, and it was really frustrating because I'm like, can't I just speak to him directly? You know, like, what's it? And I don't feel like he was very successful as he could have been mm-hmm. in this specific area. And then when you mentioned the athletes, what that makes me think of are when college or professional athletes have someone doing all these things for them and then they retire or mm-hmm. maybe they don't play anymore. Yep. It's like they never learned why they were eating so much or why they could get away eating certain things that maybe they can't when they're a lot more sedentary. And so you get a lot of retired athletes who either gain a lot of weight quickly or develop some kind of condition related to their diet. And they're like, I don't know what to do. I used to be so healthy yep. and fit and yep. just got to learn The why. Just this past week, I had two new clients who were swimmers in college. Mm -hmm. And it's that is so common to have college athlete in here that's gained Mm -hmm. 50, 60 pounds, Mm -hmm. you know, because they just continue to eat exactly how they ate in college. And they don't really learn, okay, what do I need to do now that I have a more sedentary lifestyle? And now they've gained this 50 to 60 pounds and it's really hard to lose that amount of weight when if they would have known what they were putting in their body and the why behind it then, they could kind of change the way that they were eating and change their exercise based on their new lifestyle. I can't imagine how hard that would be to go from eating a swimmer's diet to just all of a sudden being done swimming mm-hmm. and having to mm-hmm. make that change. But it's if your body's not requiring that much energy, there's going to be a a result, a consequence, I suppose, if you continue to consume that. Yep. So the next one you have here, the third one, is the life hacker. This one kind of bleeds into the outsourcer, um, but basically the life hacker is somebody who wants to skip to the end of everything. So instead of reading a whole book, mm-hmm. you're going to listen to the audio version on the two times, like, faster, so you just get all the information as quickly as you possibly can without really absorbing mm-hmm. a whole lot of it. You want the quick fixes all the time. There's no quick fix when it comes to wellness. It's just it's just not a thing. You can life hack your way through lots of different things, but you cannot life hack your way to a healthier body. So if you're looking for all the different supplements, you know, you're looking for the shakes or you're going to the meta weight loss and you're doing the 800 calorie diets because you know you're going to lose weight fast or lower your cholesterol quick, that's only going to last as long as that solution last Mm -hmm. and as soon as you go back to what you were doing before you're going to have all the problems and the issues as before too so this isn't just entrepreneurs we have this all the time people coming in looking for a quick fix the next diet the next supplement the next whatever it's not going to be the one Mm -hmm. it's not going to be the thing sorry (laughs) i don't care what it is like if it sounds too good to be true it's too good to be true there's no way to life hack your way to better wellness I feel like this is a point we're gonna beat like a dead horse I mean (laughs) well because I mean we've talked about it before the diet industry the quick fix industry if you will is ingenious at 
tempting people to buy in. And it's almost like a call of the siren. Every single time it's like, oh, okay, like this could be it. Or you have a friend or a coworker who you see gets really quick results very quickly. So you're tempted to buy into that too. It's a trickle effect. It's just, I think a point we've made on here before in previous episodes is when you see those before and after advertisements of any of the quick fix, of any of the biohacks, of the, the weight loss spas, the supplements, they're always, okay, here she was before and here she is six weeks later. It's never six years later. Yeah. Uh, Susan maintained her healthy weight loss and lives a balanced lifestyle after. No, it's always just very short before yeah. and after. Mm-hmm. I would put money on if you showed the same person six months to a year down the road, they would not look the same as they did in that after photo. Right. And keep in mind that a lot of those before and after photos are actually in reverse. So yeah. they pay someone to gain weight to make their bef- to make their before picture. Which so someone who's super fit, that's their after picture. And then they eat a bunch and that's their before picture. Right. That does happen. How do those marketers, like, sleep at night is my question. Because they're making sales. I know, I know. They're making sales. They're making lots of dollars. But you can't put a price on peace and honesty. (laughs) That's because you're a good person. (laughs) Thank you. I just think about that. I'm like, how do you lay down on your, you know... whatever a high count Egyptian sheet is. I don't even know. I don't even know what luxury is. (laughs) You lay down at night and think like, uh, I'm I'm tricking all these people Mm -hmm. so that I can, but anyway, I could go on and on about that. So what would be something you say to, because I know that I've had people come in here and they're doing great, but all of a sudden maybe they hit a little rock in their life or they see something or they have a friend. I'll never forget this one client who was just kicking butt, taking names. She comes in here with this random book about some weird fasting protocol that I'd never heard that was like stemming from some Christian religion branch. I never heard of it in my life. It made zero sense. And she was so excited about it. And she's like, this is going to really excel me. So what do you say in those situations? Because I felt like I kind of, like you said, bleeding over to the previous personality mm-hmm. type. You kind of had to remind Bring the person. Down earth. Yeah. Yeah. How do you do it? Man, it's, that's, it's, it's a tough thing to do. But what you have to what you have to keep in mind is like ask them what their what the outcome that they want from mm-hmm. this is like where are you going like where do you see yourself a year from now what are your ultimate goals what do you want to accomplish because if we don't know where we're going then we don't know what the right road is mm-hmm. to get there right so if that woman's ultimate goal was to be more confident mm-hmm. in her body and then she's trying to do some crazy fasting regimen where she's only eating fruits and vegetables five days a week. Oh, and fruits if they're lucky. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and these freaking diets. Okay, so if she's punishing herself mm-hmm. every day, only eating vegetables, and obviously she's not getting the right nutrients from that, so her body's going to be hungry, she's going to be moody, mm-hmm. she's going to be angry, and in her day-to-day life, she's not going to be happy. How can someone who is unhappy in their day-to-day life and not fueling their body correctly be a comfortable, happy person Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And so it's kind of taking those steps backwards to say, where do you want to be? How do you envision yourself? And is this the right road Mm -hmm. for you to take to get there? And can you imagine yourself doing this as the person that you envision yourself to be? What about the person who tries to convince themselves that they love the program that they're on, the restrictive... Just kind of let them learn their own lesson. Well, there, most of the time, the benefit of that kind of person is that they've done this many, many times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they've done it 
12 different times on 12 different diets. They've done the South Beach and the Adkins and every iteration of those things. So kind of reminding them like, hey, remember when you did that one and Mm -hmm. it felt like this at the beginning and now you would never go back and do that again, right? Because you gained all the way back. This is exactly like that. Yeah, just tied up in a different (laughs) package. Exactly. It's got a new pretty bow on it. And so you're interested and you're excited. It's kind of like when you get a new car and you're like, I'm going to wash my car every weekend. (laughs) You're like, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to like vacuum it out and do other things. And then you have it for about a year and then you're like, when's the last time I washed my car? Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, you're like, I, I felt like personally attacked just now. <laughs> no, I did the same bad. thing. It's like, it's, yes, I, I think everybody does that, but it's that shiny newness that wears off and you have to figure out what's realistic for you to maintain. So like maybe you wash your car once a month. Okay, cool. Is that yeah. enough to make you feel good about it? Great. Cool. Let's move on. Love it. Love it. That's <laughs> a really beautiful analogy. I'm definitely going to steal that. Okay. Okay. I really like and can personally relate to the the next personality type. I think this one's going to hit a lot of people right where it hurts because I hear it all the time that this is the kind of personality type they are. The all or nothing. The all or nothing. You're on a diet and you're on the diet. Yeah. Or you're completely off the rails. I had a client on Monday tell me that she was, it was she was like a light switch. She was yes. on or off. She's mm-hmm. like, there's never a dim. It's mm-hmm. just on or off. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so you're either eating plain chicken breast and salad or you're binging on apple pies. There's (laughs) no in between. Yep. Um, So the problem with that in the nutrition world, obviously, is that you're either not eating enough and not getting the right nutrients or you're getting way too much and a ton of the wrong nutrients. But the reason why that's happening is because when you are starving your body of the nutrients that it needs, that's only going to last so long before your body decides to rebel Mm -hmm. and then you go for that apple pie and you can't satiate yourself because you've taught your body food is scarce, there's not enough nutrients around for us, you're a hunter and gatherer and there's nothing to hunt hunt or gather and your body says, how do we get this person to survive Mm -hmm. and so it's trying to find food when you eventually find the food and it's in front of you it's like a massive buffet and your body wants to eat as much as it possibly can so you're actually causing that to happen whereas a lot of people think it's that they just lose their willpower all of a sudden or oh I had a stressful day and then I gave up on Mm -hmm. my diet Mm -hmm. that's not what happens it's your body's physiological need Mm -hmm. to get more nutrients and get more food when you're not fueling your body correctly that then ends in that binge and then you feel bad and your tire feel oh god what did I do I'm off my diet and now next Monday I gotta start again at 100% Mm -hmm. it reminds me of like playing tug of war with your brain and your body your brain is winning for a while it's pulling the rope but the body always wins the Mm -hmm. body is always going to come back with like a random tug of strength (laughs) as soon as the mind starts to get a little malnourished Mm -hmm. or fatigued from that lack of nutrients and so that exactly like you said it feels like you're just not disciplined enough and you're just not hard enough and you just didn't put 100% in but really your body was looking out for you and saying like hey dummy you need nutrition especially if you're doing high intensity workouts yep and you're running and you're walking and you're just an active person your body's like what are you doing like i need food it's going to send you almost compulsive like signals just to eat and that's why i had another lady tell me she's like it's like i walk to the kitchen like a zombie and the whole time in my head i'm saying don't eat don't eat don't eat don't eat don't eat <laughs> 
but it doesn't matter because right. once I start eating, it's the floodgates are open. Right. It's like, yeah, because you were playing tug of war and your body won and it's going to win every freaking time unless you have an exception like a, a, a full-blown eating disorder like anorexia where you are mentally uh, unwell. Yeah. So the all or nothing people, I think this is the hardest, is to help them find balance. It's the hardest for them. It's what does balance look like for you that isn't going to scare you, but isn't going to underwhelm you either. And realizing that like there's always going to be burgers and cake and hot dogs and celebrations as part of life and mm-hmm. vacations as part of life. And the conversation I was just having with a client this week and she's like, well, I'm doing so well, but now I'm going on vacation. And she was almost like sad that she was going on vacation or like anxious that she was going on vacation i'm like stop right there i'm like because if anything that we are doing is ruining your vacation for you Mm -hmm. we need to take a step back because this is your life Mm -hmm. and this is your one vacation that you're taking this year Mm -hmm. and i need you to be happy and stress-free and really do what you're supposed to do on a vacation and not be worried about counting calories or carbs or proteins or whatever like yes I still want you making some healthy choices if that makes sense for you but I want you to be able to go to your hometown pizza shop and eat the pizza that you want to eat and not feel like oh this is totally ruining my diet and you have to like remind people that like life is happening while they're doing this Mm -hmm. and we have to figure out what's the thing that's going to like you said like be the best balance for you because it can't be all the burgers and pizza. Yeah. But it shouldn't be none of the burgers. Right. And pizza either. And your definition of balance, it might be different than your friend's version oh, of yeah. balance. Oh, yeah. 100%. I think this is really apparent when you compare males and females. Just as a general stereotype is that males tend to just be able to have a little bit less balance and it doesn't affect them the same way. Maybe go a little bit more extreme towards that all side. Yeah. Versus females who probably need something more in the middle. And I think that's, we're a little bit, in general, in tune with our bodies Mm -hmm. than men are. Mm -hmm. Men are like, just tell me what to do and I'll just do that thing that you (laughs) tell me what to do. And women are like, there's emotions involved (laughs) in this. That's exactly right. (laughs) Um, But that is actually a good thing because when you try to turn all those cues off that your body is sending you, it's when you start that battle Mm -hmm. that you're, that you were talking about or alluding to. And I think that, you know, us going through life and just being like, you know, everything's just up to my free will and it's up to me and I have to make this decision. And then all of a sudden there's a cupcake in front of you and you feel like you totally lost it. Mm -hmm. You can't beat yourself up about that. You have to recognize that there are evolutionary cues and things happening in your body that make you want to eat that cupcake, Mm -hmm. especially when you haven't got enough sleep the night before and your body is literally increasing the hormones that make you want to eat that cupcake and especially when you didn't have any complex carbs in the morning to fuel your body and your blood sugar level is going low your body is actually trying to survive by getting you to eat that cupcake so for you to just say nope no cupcake can't eat it that's going to be very hard because you're fighting against physiology I think that's such a nice way to think about it. It's like, oh, your body is just looking out for you. It is. It. It's not <laughs> trying to sabotage you. And many, many people, I would say probably the majority of clients that I see, think that there's something wrong with them, mm-hmm. wrong with their bodies, when really it's that they need to tune in and get 
to be friends with their body again mm-hmm. instead of, oh, everything that my body is telling me is wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not wrong. It's it's right. And you need to take a step back and figure out what is the cue that it's trying to send you by you being tired all the time or mm-hmm. your hair falling out or whatever those cues are from your body. You need to respect them versus just being like, no body, you need to do what I need you to do. You know, an interesting point before we go on to the next personality type is to also think about when you're in those situations where your body is ultimately winning the war and choosing to eat the cupcake, and while you're eating the cupcake, you're thinking all these negative things like, oh my God, how could I be eating this? I can't believe I'm breaking my diet. I can't believe I gave in and I'm eating another cupcake. Well, if you're thinking those really negative, stressful thoughts, your body's also going to be releasing a stress hormone, cortisol. And that we know interferes with digestion. It doesn't help do anything for your waistline. Mm-hmm. It puts you in a more stressed out state. And if you're trying to just feel better about yourself and you're talking shit to yourself while you're eating a cupcake, it's just this whole negative feedback loop and doesn't do anything for your digestion or absorption or utilization yep. of that sugar from the cupcake. Yep. And so it does yourself a lot more good to be kind to yourself and say, hey, you know what? Like, I am allowed to eat a cupcake because on a day-to-day basis, I fuel my body well. And Mm -hmm. this is my birthright to be able to enjoy food. It Mm -hmm. tastes good. You don't ever have to be all and you never have to be nothing. I want you to eat that cupcake because you decided that a cupcake tastes good and you would like to have a cupcake. Not because, oh my God, my body needs cupcake Mm -hmm. right now. That's a completely different decision. You'll feel completely different in both of those situations. Very true. Okay, share the next personality. Okay, next guy is the, I keep saying guy, but I just like to say like, <laughs> guy the, I do my own research guy. <laughs> <laughs> Non-binary. Um, yes. So the, I do my own research. So this is the person that comes to you. I'm sure this has happened to you. It's happened to me a million times. And you say you're a dietitian and they say, so I listen to the Joe Rogan <laughs> podcast. <laughs> that, this is this, this is that guy. Yep. Um, it's not nothing against Joe Rogan, of course, but this is the person who hears about what somebody is doing, does their own research, and tries to fit into that box. Mm-hmm. So because Joe Rogan has decided to do the carnivore diet and fast for 18 hours a day, I'm also going to do the carnivore diet and fast for 18 hours a day because this person that I admire is doing that same thing. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes what happens here and one of the stories I put in my book is this guy was doing exactly that. He was listening to the Tim Ferriss, Joe Rogan, all the life hacker self-improvement type things. And what a lot of these people were doing at the time, it's kind of getting a little less um, exciting now because it's old, but um, people were doing a lot of the fasting and the keto type situations and then pairing those together. And so he was trying to do that and do a 16-hour fast every day and then also do keto and so he would do it and then at night he would binge on his kid's cereal like every night like a huge almost half box of cereal and then he would just beat himself up over and over and it would happen again and again and again and he's like if I could just stick to this like I could be at the top of my game and so like the conversation we had was like if you keep failing every single day is this actually working for you yeah. like is this <laughs> does this make sense for you and your lifestyle if at the end of the day you're housing half a box of tricks and he's like hmm, eh, I guess it's not necessarily working for me so just because you've done your research and someone else has found something that works for them and you think scientifically this is this is the thing doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you your genetics your lifestyle your preferences mm-hmm. 
And the thing about that too is there's always going to be a new thing to try that someone you look up to. So if you're listening to multiple different streams of content coming from different professionals or people that you idolize or people that you just admire, they're all probably doing something a little bit different. Yes. And that could overwhelm and confuse you. Yeah. So if you're, if you're constantly rearranging your diet or the choices that you're making based on whatever media personality or athlete that you hear, like that's a clue that you're not doing it for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's a clue that you need to talk to somebody to figure out what are the things that are going to work for you specifically, not just what Tom Brady is doing. I was just thinking Tom Brady. And this becomes a problem if you start to do these kinds of things over and over and over again, because soon I I envision it like this. You have like a bookshelf in your head full of commandments related Mm -hmm. to diet Mm -hmm. and health. And so you start to learn when you follow a keto fasting protocol that all these things are inevitably bad, not allowed, forbidden. And then you go to the Tom Brady thing where you're doing the alkaline diet and you start to learn that all of these random fruits and vegetables are also bad and these foods are bad and this kind of water's bad. And then you move on to some sort of fasting diet and you're like, oh, I can't eat after 8 p.m. That's so bad every (laughs) single time. And then you're just overwhelmed with different rules. You're left with virtually nothing to eat. You can't have anything Mm -hmm. except a very special type of alkaline water. (laughs) Like that's the only thing that's accepted. And when you go to the grocery store or you're looking at a menu, you're like, what in God's name do I eat? And you just end up choosing. you're stressed. You're so stressed. And you just order a, you know, a bacon cheeseburger with cheesy fries and a milkshake because screw it might as well you can't have anything else it just it becomes a whole mess and this can happen i think with a lot of these personality types as you jump from diet to protocol to different restriction approach restrictive approach mm-hmm. exactly yeah i 100 percent agree i had a client like that and she she was on these facebook groups and she oh, reminds geez. me of this protocol uh-huh she's she's awesome but she would get on these facebook groups um because there were a few supplement companies she was really into and they all had little subgroups and so she was just a facebook warrior and she would get all these different ideas and tips from the people on this group who were all really well-intentioned. And we've talked about that. People love to share what works for them. They want to genuinely help. Mm -hmm. But the person consuming it who is desperate for a result is going to start to feel overwhelmed. And I remember it because she was like, you know, we were talking about just like healthier things to eat. She's like, I was at Publix and I was going through this list of healthy snack options that we had talked about. And one of them were Kind Bars. Mm -hmm. And she was like, and then I started looking at the label of Kind Bars and I saw they had this number of fat and there was chocolate in them. And and there was honey and there's... Yeah. (laughs) And then she's like, and so I just ended up buying the BOGO Snickers from... And BOGO here in Florida is buy one, get one at public Snickers bars. (laughs) And I was like, so you had a more nutritious option that was portion controlled, more in line with what you needed. And you just kind of freaked out because you just thought of all these rules from these freaking Facebook groups from people that you want to be like. You just ultimately made a decision to go back to your comfortable, not so healthy way of eating. Yeah. One of the mantras that I try to help someone like that adopt is when you're looking at a food, you say, what can this food do Mm -hmm. for me versus what is wrong with this food yeah because you can find something wrong with all foods oh yeah (laughs) i mean just google it you can find something wrong with what you're eating and that perfection is not going to happen Mm -mm. when it comes to nutrition so while that may have served you in other parts of your life being that perfectionist it's not going to serve you when it comes to nutrition. You need to ask yourself, what will this do for me? So in the kind bar situation, if she asked, like, what will this food do for me? It would be, well, it's going to provide me from healthy fa- 
healthy fats from real food because there's nuts in it. There are some natural carbohydrates, so I'm going to get some energy from it. And there's protein, so this is going to last me a little while. I'm going to eat this, and hopefully I'm not going to be hungry again in 30 minutes. And I need something quick and easy that I don't have to cook. That's not going to take any time. And so this is going to decrease my stress level because I'm going to get my blood sugar back up because I need a snack right now, and it's not a whole lot of effort. Mm -hmm. And so that is all of those things that that little bar can do for you, and that can make you feel a lot more positive Mm -hmm. about that decision rather than looking at it and being like, oh my god, it has 12 grams of sugar, I'm going to die. (laughs) (laughs) exactly and it tastes good exactly and it tastes good so I like that it's thinking about what food can do for you and I would say one more point about that is I don't think the food industry makes that easy for consumers this is definitely a hard mindset because if you go down any grocery aisle you'll just see that all of these foods are free from things yes they're dairy free they're GMO free they're gluten free they're whatever free and even if something is just naturally gluten-free, for instance, like, I don't know, potatoes, and they're on, a, on in a box or they're on a sack, it'll say, like, gluten-free potatoes. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, no, duh. Mm-hmm. But the industry just knows what people are looking for, and that really robs you of a lot of options if you're thinking, like, ooh, I can't eat this specific ingredient or compound. It's yep. just a very restrictive way to live. Yep. I Yep. I agree. All right, let's do your last personality type. Okay, so the last one is the time is money girl. So this is the person who has that hustle harder mentality and thinks they need to go, 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 go all the time. There's, you know, they're on four hours of sleep. They don't take any breaks and they're not really just not taking care of themselves. And so over time, obviously this person breaks down. So the person that I have in the book that I use as an example, she was a psychologist and she was scheduling people like 10 hours a day and not really taking breaks. So she would maybe have like one of those ready to drink protein shakes every once in a while or just grab whatever snack that she possibly could. So even though she knew a lot about nutrition, healthy eating, it wasn't the knowledge piece that was missing for her. It was the fact that by the time she got done with her day and came home, she was ready to eat everything Mm -hmm. in the pantry, but then also wind down with a couple of glasses of wine go to sleep for a few hours, and then start the entire day over again. And so this process for her over the years, she had put on a couple pounds a year and then eventually got to the point where her pants didn't fit anymore and she felt run down and she felt fatigued and she felt like her skin was just dull and it was because she was just, she had lots of money in her bank account, but she didn't have a whole lot of energy to keep going and she just wasn't happy. It was affecting her relationship, her marriage, and obviously she wasn't going to be the best counselor at that time either because she didn't have a whole lot of energy and her her battery was drained. So I see this a lot in people that just want to succeed, succeed, succeed. They don't take taking care of themselves as a priority. Mm-hmm. You can see this with moms, too. You can Mm -hmm. see it with anybody who's really busy. I think this happens with a lot of people that want to take care of others more. In in the same thing, so it's like this client was really motivated to work, and by money, some people might be really motivated to take care of other people and neglect their own needs, and they just, they don't have the time because they're doing this for their kids, and they're running here, and errands, and blah, blah, blah. I think they're all excuses. 
Well, and the problem with it is, is in the long run, you're actually going to have less life yeah. overall. Yeah. And so you're, you know, you're going to have to start taking medications because your cholesterol is high mm-hmm. or you get diabetes or you're taking sleep meds because you can't get to sleep because you're so wired and you're not taking the time to actually exercise your body. Mm-hmm. You're sitting at your computer for 15 hours a day. Um, so I think the number one thing for this kind of person, especially because there's been this this culture of like sleep when you're dead, <laughs> that does not lend itself well to being healthy mm-hmm. overall. Because like we talked about, when there's not sleep there, your body is automatically sending you those hormones that make you want to eat more. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but your body has to get energy from somewhere. And if it's not getting it from sleep, it's got to get it from caffeine or high energy foods which equals sugar and so for that kind of person it's really like taking a step back and doing an inventory of like what do you really want your day to look like Mm -hmm. because I'm sure you don't actually want your day to look like constantly working all day long with no time to de-stress and no time to do the things that you actually want to do so how do we I guess do a whole reevaluation of like this is what a perfect day would look like to me. This is what a perfect week would look like to me. And this is what a perfect month would look mm. like to me. And then working backwards with that person to make sure that they have all of those self-care things worked into their daily patterns. And a lot of times people like that will all of a sudden like wake up and be like, holy shit, I'm 50 years old. Where did all the time go? Mm. And it's like, well, you spent your time just grinding 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 and yeah you probably have a lot of money in your bank account for doing that but you can also be super successful and be taking care of yourself at that's the same a, time excuse me, i didn't mean to interrupt you Good. but that's a message that i think is becoming a little bit louder at mm-hmm. least in the younger generations that you can make a lot of money and be successful without running yourself into the ground yep. like you still have to hustle but maybe hustle smarter mm-hmm and not harder. Mm-hmm. And you can put that, again, in any kind of context, whether it's a busy mom or whether it's a student who's working a part-time job, because we see that all the time in, in different lights. Just people who use all of their things on their to-do list or their professional agenda as reasons not to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think that people do this, and you can tell me your thoughts, People overwork themselves as a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't really want to exercise. Maybe they don't want to eat healthy and do all the things. Maybe they don't want to take a break because it means being alone in their own head for a while. Yep. And wow, what work's a great excuse. Work is a great yep. reason. I couldn't work out because I had emails. Mm-hmm. I couldn't meal prep because I had this. I couldn't take a nap. I couldn't be alone in my own head because I had this and that to do. Yeah. I think overworking is a great escape from doing other obligations that maybe the front of your brain knows that you should be doing but your subconscious brain's like "Mm, don't want to do it let's just do what we're used to and log on to gmail or log on to slack whatever it is yeah and i think a, a lot of people have really had to face this over this past year especially if there's been breaks in their job or they you know were staying home for a few months a lot of people have really had to come to terms with like what does my life look like without this outlet or without this thing and some people have done really really well with that and they they got the break that they needed but other people have not and have taken it out on food yeah identity (laughs) crisis feeling stressed let's eat let's go Mm -hmm. well these were really insightful I, i mean especially when you are a working person you're an entrepreneur when you're a business person is there anything that you would give advice to 
anyone listening who is like, yeah, that's me. I'm one of these personality types. Or I'm sure a lot of people are a few of the personality types. Or maybe yeah, they've they lived. blend together a lot of times. Yeah. Is there any advice or last word tip that you would give to somebody that was like, I feel personally victimized right now by the optimized life? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, by the book. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Because, I mean, we, I address in that book kind of all of these personality types and kind of the, not necessarily the fix, because like I said, there's no quick fix for this, but how to how to work through it and how to do that inventory mm-hmm. and how to make sure that you are putting the things into your life that you need to put into it's it's really working on that balance and I do address a lot of those bad diets in the book and maybe some of the good things about mm-hmm. them and then some of the not so good things about them and letting you make the decision of what would be appropriate for you. So what my goal for the book is to provide you with the knowledge that you need to find your I guess, piece of the puzzle Mm. that you are missing. My favorite part of your book were all the unfortunate truths. And I (laughs) like the way that, so these are scattered throughout the entire book. And they're like, hey, the unfortunate truth is this. And they're just straight facts. It's the tough love that you need. And I really appreciate those because they're just simple and clear. And it's like a little slap in the face. Or maybe it's just like someone throwing cold water on you. Well, yeah, and it's honestly, like, it's a lot easier for me to write these than it is to say to somebody in person (laughs) sometimes. Um, But, like, for example, the unfortunate, the first one in the book, the first unfortunate truth, stop searching for hacks and put in the work. There's no Mm -hmm. shortcut, no matter how great the marketing campaign makes the product or program look, if it's too good to be true, it is. Mic drop. Boom. So, as we wrap up today's episode, where can people pick up their copy of The Optimized Life? Amazon. Just search The Optimized Life and it should come right up and there's the paperback or the kindle version available i love it if you guys pick up a copy of the optimized life we like to see it on instagram so take a selfie with your book or if you just don't look cute that day but you got a nice manicure hold it up or whatever you got a nice watch on hold it up take a picture and tag us on instagram at nutrition dot awareness can't forget that little dot in there and we will repost it and we will give you some love because you're giving megan some love Thank you, guys. Thanks, Um, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye.